0: Ooh, what is going on, tribe? It's your man Clef, and this is episode 23 of the Social African Show. You already know it's the Social African Show where we chop it up with entrepreneurs of African origin. And today. We've got none other than my brother, George Ayo, is in the building, tribe.
1: Very good. What is going on, George? Hello, one and all. Yes, it's going good, thanks. Yes, yeah, a pleasure to finally be on your show.
0: Yes, sir, we've been trying to make this happen. It's an honour to have you on. You ready to rock, my brother? Definitely. Yes, I am. Ha, ah, let's do this. Now, for those who don't know... George Ayo is the founder of Ayo Photography. Since childhood, George has been into 2D concept illustration and traditional art. He has displayed his work in local galleries and independent graphic novels. His creative pursuits also led him into music, releasing songs through the Wawa Collective. With a creative eye for detail and composition, George is now fully into photography. Now, George, I've given the tribe a little bit about you. Let's fill in the blanks, talk about your personal life and a bit about your African heritage as well. Okay, well, thanks
1: for the introduction. Um, Moving on from there, um, I come from a Nigerian background. My heritage is from Calabar. Oh, I see. uh, Wow. Yeah, yeah. Both my parents from there. Uh, yeah, but I, I was obviously I was born here and grew up here, and um, and it was I think it was just through the, the cultural heritage because even though I was brought up here, I was always still taught about my tradition and and uh, you know culture and how things work back home until I was able to travel and visit there myself and see it for myself when I was younger. So I, I always wanted to hold on to that regardless of where you're brought up because you know what it's like when you're living in a foreign country your parents always force you to speak the queen's english you know regardless Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. yeah yeah so i just upheld that and then um that is what got me more into doing creative things because you know when you have family and most of them are over there you're here in a country where The infrastructure of the country isn't quite designed for you and your culture. So you literally have to find ways to keep yourself connected through creativity, through, you know, music, listening to types of music, through, you know, even family members. So that's how I was able to stay in touch with, you know, connecting inside through the work that I did. I didn't want to just, you know, drift away and do, you know, odd odd things that uh, I couldn't relate to. So continued doing the arts, continued doing uh, anything, you know, I couldn't just sit around or watch TV. I had to get up and do something that's creative that I can feel and express. So um, that's how how I got into the arts and animation and, um, uh, you know, creative drawings and uh, portraits and uh, comic book writing. And then I decided... Let me take the comic book writing, writing into an uh, avenue that people were not really familiar with. Back then, it was always about Marvel and DC. Yeah, everybody had the comics of that. But for me, I couldn't just be involved in that. I had to find another avenue where it's about what I can create for myself and for my own people that we haven't seen. Because back then, we never saw any um, black comic books or anything like
0: that. No. No everything yeah. was no black superheroes.
1: superheroes yeah mm. and even the black superheroes who we did create were always modeled off the white superheroes so you you know you see a spandex superhero but then the black version would be you know same spandex outfit but with a black <laughs> like, it? yeah exactly it's like the design is completely the same you, you want to create a whole brand new design off of your own mind and that is what i did so when i when i went into epic graphic novels i used to Try and go into, you know, um, ancient past or, you know, in the far future of how it would be like an alternate reality, how it would be, you know, we had our own, you know, um, society based on these ancient technologies or future technologies.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. That's something that we're definitely going to dive into because I'm into sort of illustration and design as well. Uh, But just now with your family and sort of being going to Calabar, how old were you when you went to Calabar?
1: I was seven. Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: That's in the south, south of Nigeria. It's like the Niger Delta. Did you remember anything from Calabar at all?
1: Very, I remember a lot of rivers and a lot of markets. No, oh. <laughs> Marketplaces, yeah. Yeah, that's a typical yeah. Niger Delta town because my
0: parents are from Port Harcourt. Yeah. Well, my dad's from Port Harcourt.
1: Oh, right. Lots of uncles and aunties. And, yeah, I was yeah. going to say,
0: yeah. I mean, your your immediate <laughs> family is it mom, dad, brother, sisters? What, what's that like?
1: My immediate family is uh, my mum and my brother. My dad passed away some years ago. Both sides were from Uyo. That's
0: interesting. So, um, did you still, your your brother is in the UK as well? He is, yeah. He is. All right. so nice, nice. And then, like you said, loads of aunties and uncles
1: and extended yeah, family. And uncles you never heard of. And yeah, yeah. I am your uncle from this side of your family. <laughs> like, You're like, okay. All
0: right. yeah, yeah, we get that
1: a lot on the show as well. Yeah.
0: And would you say, obviously, it's at seven. Go into Calabar and then you know changing your mindset a little bit. Did that happen? Did it change your mindset a bit? Right before I
1: was uh, before I went, my creativity was typically how we see everything in Hollywood. I see how we see everything what, what is fed to us. But when you go there, and the experience of being literally being there is something that a spirit that connects to you. And after when I came back, I had it's almost like you can see through the Hollywood experience, and then you think right. I want to create my own. I want to create something from from within m- my spirit rather than from what is being fed to me from outside. So literally, even my art style was very, very different to literally anything anyone had ever seen. Um, and through that, obviously, it went into the music side because through the music, um, obviously, because I have an interest in films as well and art, so music also helps with the artwork. So in a sense, you know, with the whole emotional background theme thematic music. So that's how I got into a lot of um sort of soul, jazz, you know, hip hop, uh, you know, the underground experimental music and fusing them together. And that's literally how the Wild Wild Collective was born when um the uh, like a music fusion experimental group that I created and had a few members involved in. And we just were putting out a lot of the experimental jazz hip hop, just literally every kind of genre of music that we like, and fusing it into one.
0: I see. What what would be like a typical fusion? Would you sort of put something like Fela Kuti on top of something like a James Brown type sound? Paint us a picture of what your sound would be like
1: from the Wawa Collective. Right. Okay. So imagine, like, right, I'll take uh, we'll take a few names that people know. Yes. So imagine you take like a beat from Jay Diller meets. Um, rhythm from Fela Kuti meets, you know, uh, jazz chords from Thelonious Monk meets uh, strings from um, like Alan Silvestri or or John Williams meets chill out lounge from Zero Seven. <laughs> you know, really taking from the most a abstract bit of places, a bit of everything, you know that that is close to your heart, rather than generic thing that you would hear out there and putting it and then you get a a vocalist over that you know bringing their vibe to it so yeah so it was really quite an experimental fusion and that's one of the reasons i actually went out to japan because it did really well out there and they wanted me to go out there to promote it so you know it was it was such an experience to actually be in tokyo seeing your record on the shelf you know at the listening wow point and the was <laughs> that was the felt amazing just, it did people out there just absolutely loved it it's really good wow that's awesome man
0: now you're telling stories just let's keep it going i wanted to figure out where photography came into the picture because i was going to go i was going to take you down that journey illustration music so you've actually touched it you your head of the game nice one um how did photography come in
1: right now that was from the traveling see they all link in together. So after traveling to Japan, mm-hmm. it kind of got me inspired into right. Let me find out other types of cultures. And so I even went to South America. I thought, let me go to a place that is um, so different to where I'm from originally, Nigeria, and where I actually grew up, which is the UK. So I wanted to be in you know surrounded by people being in an environment that is completely different to. You know what I know, so I figured South America. Why not? So I went to Peru. I did, um, oh, some years ago. I went to, did the Inca Trail in Peru. Yeah, up in the you know in the um, to Machu Picchu. You know the secret temple of the Incas people, and uh, it was like a three day trek we did up in the mountains there. And you know it's not it's something I've never done ever in my life. I thought I must be crazy doing this going up there camping for three days got altitude sickness as well because it's so high above sea level but um that was when i actually got my first camera because i figured let me just take a few shots while i'm on the trek and the scenery was phenomenal what what year was this this was in 2003 around that time yeah and um Mm. it was just a breathtaking views when you you know taking these shots and then photographing people who who like you know very short people and they're you know over sixty seventy years old they're carrying all your camping equipment as well as the you know the the gas canister that they use to cook with and they're running and jumping up on all of these rocks climbing to the next um the next uh camp where you are heading for and here we are just trying to struggle to climb these rocks. And it was like the first time I'd actually met such amazing, you know, people and taking their photos as well kind of got me into the idea of of how to catch expressions of so many different types of people in the world. And, and that's what really, really took me into photog- photographing people. So when I came back from there, I... uh I decided to get more into portrait photography. So I really narrowed it down into portrait work. And from that, it led into doing photographing for weddings, um, families. And because I was already, already came from an artistic background, I went into, um, I thought fusing fashion with portraits is a great idea. Creative fashion. Right. So that's how I got into fashion photography. And, uh, you know, going to the events, photographing the catwalk, and um, yeah, and today that this is what I do, you know. Yes, but all through the story, I mean you stayed
0: self-aware though. You knew you were creative and everything you yeah. did was around that whole creative space, right? So you, you exactly. stayed yeah. stayed with that. And that's awesome. Now, which of these would you hold on to as your actual area of expertise then? Because you've kinda you've journeyed through the creative process of uh, illustration and music and now photography but what
1: would you hold on to as your area of expertise definitely photography because it's the eye for detail and to be able to capture something that you know you can never capture again even if you took a shot of the same thing straight after it's never going to be the same shot really you know the the expression even if it's just a slight change in expression it's never going to be that that actual shot that's the money shot. You know, <laughs> it's, it's just an amazing thing. And uh, learning about, you know, light, how to use light, utilize light in photography was another um, thing that I was so fascinated with. Because it's, it's just an amazing thing at different times of the day. The type of light that you can utilize and function with is another it's another magical thing
0: that's interesting now um as an amateur photographer myself i'm curious to get your answer to this question what's one tip that you can give someone like me or someone in the tribe who's just picking up a camera putting it on auto and just firing away uh-huh. <laughs> what's a tip yeah. that you can give us to kind of yeah to raise yeah. our game you know
1: brilliant all right i'll give you the number one tip as you said the magic word auto yeah. the number one tip is Take it off auto. Uh-huh. Never use auto. <laughs> learn how to use your camera properly and like use manual. Try and learn how to use manual. Because what it is, is um, when you use auto, the camera literally sets everything up for you. Your aperture, shutter speed, whether you need flash or not. You press the button and it does everything for you, which kind of takes away the um, the, the passion of photographing it the way you want it, the way you see it in your own mind. So if you take it off the auto and put it on the, the M I think it'll be the M um symbol mm-hmm. on the dial on um, for manual and learn how to use the aperture and the shutter speed and then the um ISO. And these are these is how you get those those amazing kind of shots where, you know, the background is really blurred out and the you know the, the person you're taking photo of is really sharp in focus and whatever it's it's literally learning those three important um principles is the shutter speed the aperture and the iso iso wow okay yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, there you have it tribe
0: that's the uh, top tip i'm gonna link that up on in the show notes and and make sure that's there for me to always go back to to up my game now the entrepreneurship thing, you know, us creatives. I mean, I kind of God loves a creative. I always say because you know we put in the work. Sometimes the business side, uh, some creatives struggle with. You know, so for yourself in the journey as a whole, business and creative in the entrepreneurial journey, what would you say has been your lowest entrepreneurial moment so far?
1: Um, I'd say one conflicting thing I, I had was uh, working with uh, a. A couple of um models that i requested to please bring or please do not bring certain colors for the soap photo shoot and you know i said don't bring this yellow because it clashes off the lights or don't bring anything this red outfit because it will clash with the other outfits the other ones are wearing and this one model came with a yellow dress and a red, red Ava outfit, and it really did <laughs> clash with everything. And I was like, oh no. But in... No, in I did uh, say. Yeah, yeah, I did say and clearly stated. And um, obviously she tried to, you know, fob it off, but at the same time I was like, okay, now use this as an example. Now, let's say, for instance, this was a, a large, you know, contract for you to do photo shoots with, if you came with something that they asked you not to come with, it wouldn't look good for your career if you don't follow the guidelines of what they need. So it's best not to come with what you want, but, you know, provide, you know, the outfits for what they want you to bring. And then that way you can work your way back up to, you know, know, that you'll always be called back for other jobs and be recommended elsewhere. Because, Mm -hmm. Because the industry itself is, is, like, everybody knows everybody. So whatever you do, it gets around very quickly. You know, reputation spreads very quickly. So, you know, you have to be very, very mindful about how you present yourself in such an industry if you want to get into the fashion industry, you know, modeling industry or anything like that. So Does that work that both ways as
0: well for even I mean, yourself absolutely. as a absolutely. photographer? I think even more
1: so for photographers. Because you know, you've got people coming to photographers more than photographers going to other people for jobs. You have to be very mindful of, you know, when you want to be, you know, run a photography business, you must be professional at all times with all your clients
0: and And speaking to that it's it's so important. it is speaking to that I mean across business in general, you know one thing I want the the tribe take away is you have to know that word of mouth spreads sometimes the negative stuff spreads even further than the positive stuff, so you have to always be on your a game. That is awesome. Now, um, the sweet spot seems to be fashion photography for you because, you know, when you talk about it, it seems like, right, this is the thing. And that's obviously what you're doing right now. Now, how did that happen? When did you get the light bulb moment in your head to think, boom, this is it. Let's do it.
1: Yeah, right. It was when I um was first invited to Africa Fashion Week. Oh wow! Uh. Yeah, yeah. I was invited to do that, and it was only by chance that uh, I was invited to that particular event. And um, I managed to get a backstage pass. And they said I was just bringing a camera because I was meant to be covering somebody else doing photos, but I was meant to be the backup photographer for them. And it turned out that I ended up taking the lead role in this in this uh, session. And then there were um, like. Many people being interviewed, so I had to take shots of that. Then I was asked to go up front into the what they call the photographer's pit, which is that mm-hmm. section at the front of the um, catwalk where all the yes, photographers, yes, yes. Are all, yeah, I was told to um, stand there and do the, uh, the photo shoots because the uh, main photographer had to do this interview elsewhere for some of the designers. So I was just stuck there in the photographer's pit, taking photos of literally everybody coming in and out, on the catwalk, and I, at the time, I didn't know who it was. They wanted me to take shots of. Usually, they give you specific designers to say, "I want you to take shots of this person's work only," and the next two, you know, people. But I didn't know who that they wanted, so I just literally took shots of everybody, everyone who came out, every designer's work. And what I did was, when I started uploading the images, I gave the images that the other person wanted, but. I started uploading the images of the other um, designers that they didn't ask me to do. So those designers started to see, I t- tagged those designers into onto my Instagram, and then they started paying attention mm-hmm. to what I was doing and wanted me to come back some more. So this is how I realized that there is such an influx of need for photographers with a, a good creative eye. For outfits and for you know capturing images, and this is how I became fashion photographer through the designers and their need for for the work that I do. They really did like it, and then obviously I set up the um, studio where I do my entrepreneurship, teaching others. You know, not just teaching models. You know how to actually you know pose for the camera when they're going down the catwalk. But also, how ever, what other photographers need to look out for for those models. So, for instance, the model walks down a catwalk. You can tell the difference of someone who's experienced to someone who isn't. Usually, someone who isn't, they'll walk down really fast and then they'll turn around and walk straight back. Now, what they're supposed to do is walk down, stand in one section, do the pose a few seconds one, two, three, do the pose, then stand in another section, do the pose one, two, three, and then again then turn around and walk back. Because there's that pose that allows the photographer to take the shot for the designer. But some of them, they don't do that. They just walk straight and, and the photographer can't capture what, you know, the outfit because they walk too fast. So literally it's teaching them, this is how you do the walk, this is where you need, how you need to pose, count in your head before you turn back and walk. And then the same thing with the photographer. Make sure you frame it right. Make sure you capture it, you know, dead center or however you need to capture it to have a a major effect. How your image will look for your designer because they want to see a flowing dress.
0: It just sounds awesome. I can listen to you go drop these value bombs all day because, like I said, I'm a fashion entrepreneur too. So I totally, totally get where you're coming from. The fashion photography thing you've got going on anytime you talk about like I said a head excitement in your voice what have you got going on just now that's got you buzzing
1: in the new year I'll be travelling back to Africa uh, I'll be visiting East Africa see because what the about? fashion industry there is booming um, we've got Kenya and Tanzania right possibly Uganda and Rwanda so We'll be doing a, a trek around those places. And, um, I'm in touch with a few designers and, uh, you know, models out there and people organizers. who organize all the fashion shows there because it is an actually booming industry there and it's, it's coming along so fast
0: wow that's awesome (laughs) sounds exciting i'm super excited for you and hopefully that goes well link it all up in the show notes and whatever way that we can help support just let us know certainly will george it's time to take you straight into the lion's den are you ready okay (laughs) you ready to do this
1: okay here we go
0: let's go it's just quick fire questions i'll throw them at you as you come back at me we put the lions to bed the very first one what is the best african saying you've ever heard
1: i just you know there's so many uh, so i can only tell you the best african saying i remember one my uncle used to say is like when you're eating among friends and family you always eat with a long spoon you know it was like it's all in in a in a sense, you know, always be careful who you you e- even eat with, and mm. make sure if your spoon is long that you you pick your food from a distance, kind of that's thing. Right? <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, that's awesome. Now you've obviously built a your photography. Mm-hmm. But you're doing your thing in the fashion industry, along with that, continue salute you for what you do, brother. You. Uh, but before you built the brand,
1: what was holding you back? Life, I guess. You know, life does you know take its toll. You know, because you know, with children, because you know, I have two children as well, so it's focusing on their upbringing, make sure that their education is intact, make sure that they're you know, doing their homework and you know, going through their own notions and stuff. So, and now they're, they're even now they're very creative in that you know, they've kind of taken after me now. My daughter, she's into art and now into films, you know.
0: So, have you got two daughters or a boy and a girl? I've
1: got a daughter and a son. Oh, and my nice. son is, is just finding his feet now. He's been, you know, creative himself, mm-hmm. doing the artwork and, you know, doing quite well in school in the arts. So, yes, they're definitely taken after me. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. But then, yeah. And then after that, obviously, now that they're more self-sufficient, I I was able to get back into doing my my um, photography work, you know, because it was always a planned, you know, it was always planned to do. Uh, it was just the time factor.
0: Oh, that's crazy! I, I see you do a few bits on social. You do a lot on Instagram, do you?
1: Yeah, there's a lot of Instagram work. um the ear photography is not the only um, thing I have. There's also what we call Pro Tandem, which is another brand that we have, which includes a uh, makeup artist and hairstylist involved in the ear photography. So whenever we need to do a group shoot and we need, you know, the hairstylist, we need the makeup artist, the creative set design. Pro Tandem um, is also one of our brands. So yeah, you can find them also there. If you, even if you check my Instagram, there's a lot of images there that you'll see that I've, done through the pro tandem group because that's
0: that's what i was going to sort of look at you you do just some cool images on your instagram now um do you use um other social media and if you do which would you say is your social media platform
1: of choice my platform of choice is definitely instagram <laughs>
0: i it's, had a feeling you were gonna it, it's
1: definitely <laughs> yeah yeah it is because i tried i started out on facebook but Funny enough, the the algorithms on Facebook don't allow everybody to see your work. Uh, everything's paid as, now. As, you, as you'd like to. Yeah, exactly. And at the same time with Facebook, it's not really designed for gallery stuff, gallery work. It's it's more for chats and quick videos and you know things like that. Um, I think Instagram is best for photographers.
0: That's crazy. Do, do you read a lot of books then?
1: Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, quite a lot of books, yeah. I, I tend... I tend to read, even though I used to do comic stuff, I tend to read a lot of informational rather than fictional.
0: Right. (laughs) I see, I see. Now, if you were to recommend a book for the tribe to check out, what would it be and uh, why?
1: I would recommend, there are two two books, actually. Go for it. If they could read the ISIS papers, that's a very good book to read. And Behold a Pale Horse. Mm. I recommend people read that one
0: nice i'm gonna link those up definitely link those up
1: eye openers eye openers for the world today you know nice
0: get it all linked up get the tribe to check it out for sure for sure for sure let's talk daily routines um finally in the in the lounge then um for me it's meditation wake in the morning you know 10 to 15 get focused and go um have you got a daily routine that contributes to your success
1: exactly the same thing yeah meditation affirmations i think People need to understand that when you create affirmations, even if creating your own affirmation, it does help a lot with, uh, focus and, um, progress in your own life. Because, um, what I find is when you create your own affirmations, it kind of establishes things and, and sets things in the way you want them to go. You know, they may not happen right away, but if you take, keep following those steps, it kind of, creates life in the path that you want it to go really yeah definitely those things are really important essential first thing in the morning <laughs>
0: that's awesome yeah. now with the affirmations i'm always thinking to do them but i never get around to so this might be the kick i need to get that um added oh, to my morning it. routines yeah, yeah. yes definitely mm-hmm. Man. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah definitely. do it do it. <laughs> it. It'd make it as,
1: as part of a daily as a daily thing that you would say or think to yourself as soon as that's... you wake up or before you go to sleep
0: yeah. awesome thanks for that george now no, i no. i mean i had no doubt and I, I don't know what we even worried about you have conquered the lion's den my brother now uh we're drawing the show to an end um it, it's been uh, an honor having you as a fellow creative we could go back and forth dropping value bombs and absolutely. nuggets but um we'll um try and start winding things down and we ask a deep question towards the end of the show and the question is, right. if you had 24 hours to live just now, George, think, what would you do? I was going to
1: crack a joke, but that's not. <laughs> <laughs> I <was gonna> say- <laughs> I was you have to say a, it now. Another- oh, right, i going to binge watch Game of Thrones or something. No, right, um- <laughs> uh, let's see. What do I do? Spend it with my family, most definitely. Yeah, definitely. Spend it with my family. Wow. It's, yes. um,
0: it's, it's such an African thing that, I mean, um, almost everyone that's answered the question on the show has gone with pretty much the same answer. So I think um, at some point further down the line, once I gather all that data, I'm going to say, apart from spending time with your family, <laughs> what would you do? Because I think all, all of us Africans
1: just feel the same way, you know? <laughs> yeah, awesome. it's, it's true because, you know, at the end of the day, that's like the foundation of who and what we are. You know, I found it regardless of what you do in life or where you go in the world, it always comes back to family. Always.
0: (laughs) Yes, yes. Now, um, like I said, drawing the show to an end. We'll end it all just now, George, with you sharing a few words of wisdom and the best way we can connect with you, AO Photography, and Pro Tandem as well.
1: Right. For for all those uh, aspiring photographers, even models, I'd say, um, keep doing what you're doing and stay focused on what it is you want to do uh no matter what happens in your life around your life with people, you've got to stay focused in it because if you change your focus, then your goal changes also so what the best thing is to think of it like this um the un in the universe that always changes. You know, the only constant in the universe is change. And no matter how, if your goal is so far out of sight to how your life is currently, always remember that in the universe there's always change and every step you make always changes your reality to meet that goal. But you have to stay focused on it. Otherwise, you know, your thoughts make your reality. So that's that's my wow. take on the wall. that's That's, <laughs> that's Deep. to the... know the heart of the person who wants to drive themselves into it but um, when it comes to the practical side like the technical side keep taking pictures keep taking photographs whether they're blurry underexposed overexposed you know you know the framing is not right keep taking those photos look at those photos study your own photography as always say study your own work look at where you've gone wrong how you can improve on that take your next shot practice and keep practicing practicing if you're practicing with you know your friend or your family or pets or whatever just keep taking those pictures and like i said take it off the auto and put it on manual Manual, yes (laughs) yes (laughs) yeah Yeah. learn how aperture works and how that works along with the shutter speed study other photographers you know have a you know, whatever type of photography you're doing, study the photography work of other people in those fields, and just and and that way, by the time you've mastered it, you've literally created your own photography style. Wow, yeah, that's deep.
0: Thanks for that, George. And the best way that we can connect with you and your brands.
1: The best way to connect, I'd say, is to follow the Instagram EO Photography or um, Pro Tandem, which is P R O T A. N-D-E-M... That's
0: awesome, George. I'm going to link it up in the show notes and get to try to check it out. And for myself, like I said, it's been an honor having you on the show, bro. As a fashion uh, it's entrepreneur myself, it's, it's, it, like I said, we could go on and on. Uh, I do the streetwear thing, yeah. the headwear side of things with KV London, my headwear brand, looking to disrupt the headwear game. And uh, I know we're okay. certainly going to do something. I, I, it's I From the whole conversation, I'm thinking, do you know what? Me and George are going to do something for sure. So we will definitely... Yes. Be be in touch uh other than that oh so definitely keep yes <laughs> keep winning my brother absolutely and
1: you too you too keep this going i love this show that you're doing oh, just get you, as man. many entrepreneurs as you can on board and just build that community because this is awesome. good life it's appreciate really
0: good. it my brother okay. and we'll catch up
1: soon eh? definitely
0: hey tribe that was just fun i learned a lot from that now you've been kicking it with your man clef and the one and only George Ayo. Head over to the SocialAfricanshow.com for detailed show notes, links to connect with George, links to all the resources we talked about, including the books. Now, coming up next on The Social African Show is another awesome entrepreneur who's doing a thing to help increase reproductive health awareness for women and girls. So give your luck this way, try de Lea. Peace!